Welcome to Telehealth Talk with Sarah Jane and Delbert. We're pleased that you joined us today. And uh, my name is Sarah Jane Rhodes, and this is my cohort. I'm Delbert McCutcheon. Yes, and we're going to talk telehealth today. And our topic today is emergency department care. And so um, I wanted to talk about a little bit on what a typical ED visit or emergency department visit looks like today. And so Delbert, this past weekend, you actually uh, were working as a nurse in the in the emergency department. Tell us a little bit how it currently works with patients who are in the emergency department. I do, I still work uh, part-time in a, in a rural ER. And the way the system works, of course, uh, as technology continues to advance, um, the documentation is now electronic. So oftentimes that's confusing for some patients, even some of the younger patients are confused as to why you're spending time uh, punching on a computer rather than uh, looking at them. But um, that gives us once again the ability to uh, be able to transmit that or send it to wherever we need to. So the records can actually follow the patient um, a lot easier actually get there before the patient gets there. Uh, typical patient is brought in um, either by ambulance or comes in through the front door and the first thing that they receive is what's called a screening or what we call a triage which is where uh, a nurse tries to rapidly identify what's wrong with the patient so they can get the proper care and then they classify the patient uh, based on that. They do just a brief assessment they get their blood pressure heart rate their temperature and then uh, in the emergency room that i work in we're also able to uh, enter some orders based on how the patient presents so we can actually get things started a little bit quicker and then those patients are seen based on how severe their symptoms are so like ranking from one to five, from most severe to maybe least severe or? Absolutely, so uh, we do, we use a ranking system of one to five. Um, one's actually the most severe and those patients are gonna be seen immediately. Um, a five means that patient can wait um, up to an hour to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we can prioritize and make sure those patients that need to be treated immediately or treated. So like a level one would be a car wreck or accident or stroke or heart attack or something like that? Sure would, yeah. A level one would be someone with uh, life-threatening injuries, mm-hmm. someone that's bleeding severely or someone that's in uh, cardiopulmonary arrest, someone that's in severe respiratory arrest. And then like a level five might be a rash or a a broken tooth or maybe an abscessed tooth or something along those lines? Correct. It's it's generally those patients who we more oftentimes see them after hours, after um, their doctor's offices are closed, or, or we see them traditionally on the weekends when the clinics and doctor's offices are not open. So that's usually the biggest uh, time we see more patients of that what we call that acuity. So um, the patients that aren't as severe, um, could any of them potentially be seen in a primary care office or or do they really need to be in the emergency department per se? Or 
Actually, some emergency rooms have actually created different areas for those patients to even go to. They've created uh, off-site uh, what they call urgent care clinics uh, where those patients um, can be seen. It's another opportunity where uh, telemedicine or a telephone service could actually be a benefit for those patients. And uh, my hope is with technology, we'll begin to see some of those things. So not only are those patients able to be uh, their needs met and their needs met more quickly, but it also allows the room for those true emergencies to be treated in the ER as well. And one thing that I, I know from experience, even the best emergency department, you uh, most of the time you have to wait quite quite a ways or quite a bit of time just because of there's a lot of volume coming in and out and, and the sickest patients are seen first. So um, do you think technology in other ways could help with with that? I do. We've seen, we've seen those instances already in technology where um, the help with treating the stroke patients uh, and having a specialist on the other end and can look at them instantly and determine what type of treatment that patient needs. Um, we also see that with the hand trauma as well, which is, you know, it's wonderful to have the hand surgeons be able to look at uh, a digit or at a finger and tell if, you know, can it be reattached or what kind of uh, recommendations do they need to give them and I just think that our opportunities for that are only limited by what we think of because if we can think of it it can be done. I agree in um, technology if we can use it in the right manner can really eliminate barriers or issues associated with with care um, and uh, thinking even on the other end of the spectrum with patients who are who really maybe could have been seen at their primary care office, uh, maybe even using a telephone uh, type call center. And we at Center for Distance Health have done this effectively with obstetric patients. And what we do is have our obstetric patients call a 24-7 call center and um, the nurse walks them through a series of questions and and uh, determines if they uh, just need education or if they need uh, a prescription or if they just uh, maybe need to be seen at their doctor's office the next week or the patients who really uh, do need to go in the emergency department or into labor and delivery for evaluation they send those patients on to labor and delivery in this call center allows the um, uh, the providers to, to triage the patient and determine really who should go and who should stay at home. Uh, and that prevents unnecessary emergency department visits and uh, increased health care costs with that. So um, this is just one model that a call center could be used, but I could see, um, I know you were telling me uh, earlier about a patient who had gone uh, to the emergency department this weekend because of a medication issue. Tell us a little bit about him and uh, how a call center maybe could have helped that. I think when you have patients show up who uh, just simply need uh, a medication refill or um, maybe they need a prescription of some kind. I think there are many opportunities um, where we can involve technology to assist with those things. I think the important thing, Sarah, for our 
for our listeners to really understand and know in no way does the technology replace that personal touch Um, because just as um, you were talking about with the OB patients uh, even through the angels program they're still talking with someone who's highly trained in knowing what's going on with that patient and they still provide that advice or they still provide that recommendation and I think that's something that we can really enhance I think that oftentimes people confuse telemedicine with just putting a computer somewhere and letting it you know robotically take over and that's not what we're looking for for these patients so for those patients that have needs that are very important to them but don't really classify into that true emergency such as like the dental pain who um, has an infection who could just use a script for antibiotics to help get that infection over so it doesn't set for another two days or the person who runs out of their blood pressure medicine and can't get it refilled um, has those opportunities to actually um, see someone or to talk to someone and get the treatment they need without having to be thrown into a group of other patients that are there for life-threatening injuries and they don't have that delay and that wait time and I think that's a lot of things that uh, technology can help us with. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about um, connecting with the patient and still having that relationship because even with our call center, uh, we send reports to their local OB provider to make sure they knew uh, that this call happened and this is what happened with the patient and this is what we recommended. So it's definitely a lot different from just typing things in on a computer or um, uh, a robot type of situation. I know back in the... uh, 90s there actually was a big push for uh, remember they were doing Propecia and Viagra online so you would just type in your uh, symptoms you know oh, I'm bald and I want to you know have medication to help with my baldness and so then they would send you a script so what we we're talking about with telemedicine is drastically different from that just uh, I know I want medicine and uh, just send it to me type of thing you still have a relationship with a healthcare provider and ideally that provider will connect in to your primary care physician or whomever is managing your other care. Absolutely the most important thing there I think is what you're talking about which is what we call a continuum of care uh, in the medical field and that means that we don't just do a spot here and a spot there it would be like taking your car to four different mechanics and them never talking but the nice thing about the technology and the way that many of the systems are built is it provides that delivery of that information so that it stays in one location and I think that's one of the biggest pluses that you can go one location and find all the information you need. And that's how EMRs will work ideally and uh, sharing information like images and uh, I know healthcare providers um, kind of cuss up and down as a EMR is being implemented but once it is implemented and is used effectively you can send scans to specialists and providers and help with that uh, continuity of care. Uh, and things. So I guess just wrapping up today's talk, telehealth is a way to um, 
um, use uh, technology to help build relationships with um, providers and patients and consulting physicians. So thank you for joining in.